Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I open up about the frustrations of being a nutritionist, owning my own business, and what things drive me to the point of quitting this whole thing and becoming a hairdresser. Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is The Daily Dollop, and my name is Kate Freeman. I'm a registered nutritionist and the founder of the Healthy Eating Hub, and the Healthy Eating Clinic. Speaking about quitting nutrition today, my fun fact is that I actually have no idea what I would do with my life if I didn't do this job. If I wasn't a nutritionist, and even if I was still a nutritionist, but I quit doing what I do, so you know, owning my two dietetic clinics here in Canberra, the Healthy Eating Clinic, and also you know, building and you know growing my online program over at the Healthy Eating Hub and just being on social and chatting about nutrition. I don't, if I didn't do these things, I don't know what I would do. I don't want to work at a hospital and I don't want to work for the government. I I have considered being a lecturer at a university maybe, but I'm a bit too unorganised and crazy to be an academic. I don't know. I don't know what I would do with my life. And I'm I'm very, very grateful for the fact that I've I've created a job for myself by building this business. And you know what? It hasn't always been smooth sailing. And in fact, I actually, you know, feel like I do have a little bit of post-traumatic stress disorder and not to take away from people who actually have PTSD because I don't. But I do feel like I I have a small amount of trauma left over from just the high pressure that comes along with running your own business, hiring eight staff and just, you know, managing a public profile as an authority figure and an expert on a topic. Yeah, it is tough because at the end of the day, you can't make every client happy. You can't meet everybody's needs And the challenge that we face these days as nutrition professionals, and I'm sure most other qualified nutritionists and dietitians will hopefully relate, is that we're practicing in an environment that's full of misinformation. And what that means is, is that people have now got their own biases of what they think healthy eating is. And that personal bias is based on their own you know, self-research. And I say research in inverted commas because I've literally gone on Google and read articles. I remember meeting a personal trainer who was adamant on how bad dairy was and grains were, and she didn't have any of that stuff in her meal plans. And I remember asking her why she was like, well, I've done my research. You know, I'm very well researched. I'm not qualified, but I'm may as well be. I've done so much research. And I was like, well, reading Google doesn't actually count as research because she's she's only read articles that's confirmed her bias in that area rather than reading the breadth of scientific information that I like to present to you guys on this podcast. 
And I just have found that there have been many times over the years where I've genuinely wanted to quit and I don't want to argue with anybody anymore about eating and I don't want to, you know, have to prove that I know what I'm talking about. Because at the end of the day, I think all of you listening, you're all adults, smart, intelligent adults, you know, doing life the best that you can. All of my clients are adults smart, intelligent, incredible beings doing the best they can. How you eat is fully up to you. And the way I have now sort of come to the it is that my job is to present you with the evidence and not to present to you one sided, but to genuinely show you, look, this is the two sides of the coin. But more than that is to then help you apply that to your diet. But at the end of the day, it's up to you if you want to actually do it. But I think the problem is and the the challenge that I found over the years is because people are self-educated from reading Google and there's so much misinformation is that they come to me for help because they're still struggling a little bit. But basically what they want me to do is confirm that what they're doing is correct. Now, if I don't think that what they're doing is, is the right approach for them, or I think that what they're doing is the reason why they're struggling you know, for example, people who are under eating, trying to lose weight and then find themselves hungry, starving and binging on food. I'm often like, oh, you need to eat a little bit more carbohydrate. You probably need to eat a little bit more food overall. And they're just all like, oh, you're blanketing me in general guidelines. I don't, I don't need that. That's not what they wanted to hear. When in reality, I'm coming from looking at the whole person, knowing the breadth of nutrition information out there and thinking, well, I you know, this is what I think is is the right approach for you. And that's fine. Like people don't have to agree with me, but I guess, you know, there are some times when I'm working with a client who is informed with misinformation and it's leading them to do really, really frustrating things. And I guess when I can see them, you know, anxious and stressed and annoyed and disgusted with themselves, yet still not open to taking a different approach. I find that really frustrating. And yeah, I want to like some days just go, ah, I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm not bad with hair. I can do a mean braid. I'm really good at braiding. I feel like I would be a good hairdresser with some training. So maybe that's my fallback career. We'll see how we go. But I guess, you know, the weight loss and health industry overall have, have, messed people up a lot. And there's been many times when I just have felt quite powerless um, to help people. And so these are some of the crazy things that I've seen or heard from my clients over the years that I wish so much I could just help them see that there's a fresh new approach that they could take. One of those things is that people are afraid of sugar in fruit and yogurt so that they stop eating these foods and they sort of sit in front of me and they're like, oh yeah, so I've learned that there's sugar in these foods. So yeah, no, I don't eat fruit and yogurt. But yet one of their challenges is, is that they're binging on chocolate biscuits at the end of the day. So I'm kind of like, so you won't eat fruit and yogurt and you're trying to cut out sugar and all the things, but then only finding yourself that you're actually eating the sugar <laughs> from these less nutritious foods. I was like, oh, I'm so confused. Other, other things are, you know, I've seen people spend $100 a fortnight on protein supplements and other products, pre-trainer, you know, collagen supplements, all these things. 
But actually, when I talk to them about increasing their vegetable intake when they come to me for help, they're like, oh, vegetables are really expensive. I can't afford to eat them. I was kind of like, what? But just, what? Anyway, just save yourself the supplement. Yeah. Anyway, save your money. Eat your veggies. Because um, there's much more health bang for your buck with eating vegetables than taking a supplement. But hey, each to their own. Other things are people who have been like stressing themselves out trying to develop a lemon squeezed in water habit in the morning because you know some health influencer drinks lemon water first thing when she wakes up and claim makes all these claims about digestion and cleansing the toxins and rah 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 yet they're still like drinking soft drink every day and wondering you know why they're frustrated and I know that this might sound weird but these are some of the behaviors that I've just come across day to day and when I've tried to help these people they just will not listen to me and I'm just like Ah, stop focusing your efforts on drinking the lemon water. This is not helping you. Other things are like seeing people cut out carbs completely and remove whole food groups only to be ravaged by hunger and then overeat poor quality foods all weekend. So they're like cutting out foods left, right and centre and then they find themselves you know, overeating and eating more than they should over the weekends, feeling unwell you know, and and just going through the cycle again and again, rather than going, how about we take a more moderate carb approach? Let's include some good quality carb-rich foods in your diet throughout the week so that you can stay in control of your hunger, you know, give your body the energy so that then when you come to the weekend, you won't feel this need to overeat or reach for certain foods because you're actually feeling satisfied. And they just are like, no, I don't want to do that. Okay. You know, I've had people panicking over the sugar content in capsicums and milk because they're trying to quit sugar and it's, they've just got so deep into trying to cut out sugars that they're now reading every label and every piece of nutrition information is confusing them and they're so deep on focusing on sugar that they've actually forgotten about foods and whole foods and, and the, <laughs> yeah, it's not about quitting sugar. It's about actually changing you know, your dietary pattern and and maximizing nutrient density with your food choices. And when I try to talk to them about this, they're super skeptical, super skeptical. One other thing is um, that I find frustrating is when people follow a diet or even, or even a a meal plan that I've created with them for weight loss um, and they follow it for a week and they haven't lost any weight. So then they get depressed, blame me, go on an eating spree for 24 to 48 hours, weigh themselves again after that. And then, of course, their weight's gone up. Um, Again, angry and frustrated. I'm like, oh, please don't give up after a week. Sometimes it just takes time. And you know what? Because I've worked in weight loss for such a long time, I've actually come to the point now with my online program where I encourage people not to weigh themselves regularly because it's not something – that you are directly in control of. Like you can't make your body lose weight. Like you can't just make it weigh less or make it weigh more and change its fat content. It changes as a byproduct of other behaviors that are directly in your control. So your diet and your exercise and and the repetition of those behaviors. And so I often am like, look, let's just focus on the behavior. Like let's just focus our efforts on consistently doing healthy things every day which will then create the energy deficit to required to lose weight. But we can't actually control 
how fast or how quickly or how your body is going to do that. Everybody is a little bit different. So yeah, it would frustrate me when I'd see people give up so quickly. And then of course, you know, eat everything in sight for two days. And then of course, definitely then they're not going to lose weight. And it's just this frustrating cycle where I want to be like, just be patient, just trust the process. I want you to trust me as the professional. Other things like calling cake evil and hot chips bad, you know, demonizing fast food, you know, being riddled with guilt when they eat certain things or shaming their children or other family members for eating certain things. Some of the most heartbreaking stories are clients telling me about what their parents said to them as children about what they were eating and how much shame was placed on them by their parents. And, you know, like we make jokes about food and dieting and weight in our culture, but it is a pretty serious issue and the the shaming that we do on diets and bodies, yeah, sometimes makes me ashamed of being a human because we we treat each other so badly. But I fundamentally believe food is not good or bad. It doesn't make you a good or bad person. You do not have to feel guilty for eating something unhealthy. If you want to eat takeaway or ice cream, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Just you eat that food and you know that you are okay. I guess, you know, I've done a little bit of like ranting here. These are definitely some of the things that frustrate me day to day. And I'm under no illusion that my profession is not the only profession that has frustrations in it. I know most professions do. But I guess what I want to encourage you to do is if you're feeling frustrated or some of those things are ringing true for you, is to just be a critical thinker about your core belief systems about food. Like are there some beliefs that are sort of rule-based or diet culture-based that are actually causing you to do these crazy things with your diet and feel frustrated? And if so, then go and seek out help and support. I have found for me and how I've decided that I want to approach this with clients is the concept of the accumulated benefit of marginal gain. So it's acknowledging that true behavior change where you're developing habits and routines that last a lifetime, that it just takes time and you can't expect to change your whole diet and the way that you approach your food overnight. And so the expectation that you just should wake up one day and be a healthy eater and everything is different is actually ridiculous. You know, but if you focus on one aspect of your nutrition at a time, learn it, practice it, ensure it's realistic, it suits your lifestyle, repeat it often enough so it becomes a part of who you are, then healthy eating is who you are and what you do. It's not something that you're trying to do, right? You're not on a diet or off the diet. You're just you're just eating food and you are in a dietary pattern that is promoting health for you. So I just want to encourage you to start to break down some changes to your diet into the more smaller achievable chunks. And if you are looking for help and guidance with that, then I'm your girl. So come and talk to me. I'm more than happy to to help you make that sort of incremental sustainable change. But whether you do that with my help or you want to just do that on your own, incremental change is where it's at. Take the pressure off yourself. Um... And yeah, just feel good about what you're eating. Life is too short to live with food stress. Have a great day, team. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. 
My Healthy Eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com.au. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.